are listening to Something Real with Pastor Rich Seiger, connecting the reality of God to the realities of life. On today's episode, we are getting into Luke chapter 6, where the Pharisees are starting to question and kind of accuse Jesus of working on the Sabbath or doing things that he shouldn't on the Sabbath. And of course, Jesus knows what he's doing and has a few responses for them. So Rich is going to talk about that today. As we resume our journey through the book of Luke, we land in chapter 6, in which Jesus is accused of breaking the Sabbath. This may not seem like a major controversy to today's average American Christian, but for Jesus and folks of his day, it was huge and had tremendous ramifications. The events of Luke 6, verses 1 through 11, follow on the heels of Jesus' metaphors of a new patch on an old garment and a new wine in old wineskins. After establishing in chapter 5 that human expectations miss the point of what God is really doing, Dr. Luke records a prime example of this in today's passage. We find Jesus and his disciples walking through some grain fields on a Sabbath day, where they happened to pick some heads of grain and rub them together in their hands so that they could eat the kernels. In verse 2, some Pharisees ask, Why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? The accusation is that they were working by picking those few grains, and work was forbidden on the Sabbath, which was a sacred day set aside for rest and devotion to the Lord. Jesus actually broadens his answer beyond the Sabbath by pointing to the story in 1 Samuel 21 of David and his men eating consecrated bread that was only lawful for the priests to eat. He cites this precedent as an example of the spirit of the law superseding the letter of the law. But in verse 5, he adds an even more meaningful statement. He says, the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Jesus is claiming to have authority even over God's law, over the sacred things of God. The Sabbath, of which he claims to be master, predates even the law and the patriarchs, being part and parcel of God's creative activity in Genesis 2-3. God alone holds authority over the Sabbath. And in proclaiming himself Lord of it, Jesus once again identifies himself as God. Surprisingly, they seem to stand down, at least for the moment. On another Sabbath, Luke tells us in verse 6, Jesus was teaching in the synagogue as usual, where a man with a shriveled hand was present. The religious leaders were on the prowl for a reason to accuse him, and they planned to pounce if he healed the man on the Sabbath. Now, Jesus had already healed Peter's mother-in-law on a Sabbath day back in chapter 4 by rebuking her fever but apparently they hadn't been stirred up against him yet. Not to mention that healing for Jesus was about like breathing. It would be hard to make a case that he was working and desecrating the Sabbath by speaking and declaring someone well. In any case, Jesus doesn't defend himself. He doesn't say, hey, where were you guys two chapters ago? And he most certainly doesn't go into stealth mode and try to hide what he's doing. In fact, he moves it to center stage and puts a spotlight on it. Get up, stand in front of everyone, he tells the man in verse 8. He wants to make sure he has everyone's full attention. Then Jesus pierces the heart of the matter with a question. Which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil? Then he looks around at them all, and you can probably imagine some of the awkward eye contact. They're looking to accuse him of evil while he is doing good. And the whole time, 
they're harboring and plotting evil toward him. Jesus adds an exclamation point to his premise by then healing the man in front of everyone with just a word, stretch out your hand. Talk about irony. Jesus did good and saved life without any real effort or labor at all, while the Pharisees and the teachers of the law worked themselves into a lather trying unsuccessfully to catch him breaking the Sabbath. Remember that the launch pad for this story is the end of chapter 5, as Jesus is using metaphors to teach that human expectations miss the point of what God is really doing. In the beginning of chapter 6, Luke records a prime example of what that means. The Sabbath is a good thing, a tool of God to enhance and deepen his intimacy with his people. But human expectation had reduced it to merely a rule to be followed rather than a joyful celebration of God's providence and creative power. Jesus is driving home the point that reality is greater than religious ritual. The function is greater than the form. But the leaders of that day, much like so many of us today, had forgotten that and reduced the sacred things that God gave to bring greater joy and intimacy with himself to nothing more than performance and ritualism. He wanted, and still wants, hearts fully engaged with his. What Jesus was teaching his accusers and everyone else in the synagogue that day, including the man whose hand was healed, is the same thing he wants us to know. Remember the reason for the ritual and the reality that the ritual reflects. All the religious ceremony in the world is meaningless without a heart fully engaged with the living God. Thanks for listening, and I hope this has given you something to think about. Thanks for listening. You can check out our shows on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays, and on pretty much any podcast platform you'd like, including YouTube. So be sure to join us three times a week. We look forward to it.